Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. You can find all of our sermons at holycommunion.net and our Facebook, YouTube, and podcast channels. Consider hitting like or subscribe. Consider sharing this sermon with others. It helps us to reach more people like you. We are so thankful to those who support our ministry. You can give today at holycommunion.net backslash give. Do you believe that Jesus died on a cross for your sins? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I remember vividly being directly asked this question by a classmate while standing at the hallway lockers in Smiley Wilson Junior High in Lubbock, Texas. She asked me this as she pulled out pamphlets for a revival that was being held at her church. Um, I'm an Episcopalian. I responded, confused at her questions. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? What she thought was that once you receive this Jesus, who died on a cross for your sins into your heart, you get a free pass. That thinking sometimes seems to be based on turning God into an angry God who demands a blood sacrifice. So Jesus is the big brother or the superhero who took the hit for us became the demanded sacrifice to appease this scary God. Jesus did it all to save us from this angry God, so we don't have to share in his suffering. There is the temptation to distance ourselves from suffering. But this is only being human. Who wants to hurt? Alleviating suffering is a human undertaking from birth. We form strategies and patterns of thinking and feeling and behaving in order to not feel pain. And not just physical, but emotional, spiritual pain. We numb ourselves with substances. We get angry, we avoid, we build bunkers, we make scapegoats, we hurt others to make others suffer with us. We create systems and societies all to avoid the suffering, even to the point of destroying others. Certainly, in some sense, Jesus died for us. But not just in the sense of giving us a gift of forgiveness, but also inviting us to a new pattern of life. A pattern that is willing to bear suffering for the sake of the new creation he seeks to bring. Do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you speak correctly 
because I am. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash each other's feet. I have given you an example, just as I have done. You also must do. This is taken from the foot washing we heard last night, but it really applies to everything Jesus did, including his offering on the cross. Jesus died for us, not as a substitute, but as a catalyst to set us on the way to our full humanity, to show us what we also must do. Laying down our patterns of behaviors and ways to grow beyond the survival instincts in ourselves, in our systems, which cause us to deny the suffering. And this is the most difficult, to see the suffering we've caused or been complicit in causing. It means to stop running away, avoiding or denying suffering, and daring to hold it instead. Daring to see Jesus on the cross in the suffering before us and the children being shot in schools. Daring to see Jesus on the cross in the innocent being incarcerated and executed. Jesus on the cross in the genocides of native peoples, in the genocides, in the genocides. Jesus on the cross in the enslavement of people. Jesus on the cross in the lynching trees. Today is about seeing the suffering in all its terrible truth and holding it that's, that's all we're being asked to do for today. Just see it for what it is and hold it. Stay with the despair and the remorse and the discomfort. And most times, just as Jesus demonstrated through his ministry on earth. It's the people on the edges and outside of the power structures of society that can show the way to see and to hold the suffering. See it and hold it like Simon of Cyrene, a black man who saw Jesus suffering what a powerful image of someone carrying a burden imposed on them. The Roman official seized him and made him carry Jesus' cross. There are the women. Veronica, who doesn't appear in the Bible, but is a main character in the Stations of the Cross, who see Jesus suffering and wipes his face. She is present with him. There is Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph the mother of Zebedee's sons, Salome, Joanna, Mary, the wife of Clopas, who found their way to stand at the foot of the cross, refusing to leave him to die alone, accompanying and witnessing 
Jesus' death. And that's where we, as a church, are called to stand on this day at the foot of the cross, holding the suffering of the world in prayer, seeing those on the edges, showing us the way to hold this suffering. That's why we pray what we call the solemn colics. These are prayers that invite us to look at the suffering of the world in all its forms and to hold that pain and suffering in God's presence. And when we leave today, that is our call in the world as Christians and as church. And when we hold that suffering in prayer and in being present with those who are suffering now, we put ourselves in a place where God has the opening, the opportunity to show us the way to proceed. God can open ways to bring relief of suffering and life out of death. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. Today, today, the task is to look, to notice, to touch, and to hold the suffering in us, caused by us, and around all of us. And in our holding and patient waiting, in our being present to the pain, God will open a way to life.